This podcast replay is brought to you by HialeahParkCasino.com. From the loosest slots in the state to one of the most comfortable poker rooms in South Florida. Enjoy their smoke-free casino at HialeahParkCasino.com. Hour number three of the program. We are ready to rock and roll. I can't believe he, he doesn't know De La Soul. Diggable Planets. Arrested Development. Us three. I, I can't believe it. I mean, wow. I'm floored. I'm absolutely floored. But he's not. What what is going on there? What happened? I don't know. Oh no! I just jumped on because I had a, I had uh, Ira tweeted oh. something out while you were oh, on okay. the on the uh, call there on with uh, the interview with Cam. You uh-huh. know, you guys were talking about, you know, they're taking on Denver tonight. Looks like it's a healthy team. Everything's smooth. Tyler Hero yes. is now listed as doubtful for the Heat for tonight's game against Denver. Hurry up, bet Denver. <laughs> so, How the Heat are favored by one and a half is, is amazing to me. Oh, God. It's, uh, it's, it's a joke. The NBA has got a real problem, dude. It's not a heat thing. It's an NBA thing. God. It's terrible, bro. Uh, anyway, early Madonna, ultimate performer. Yeah, she was actually a very good performer. You are correct. And you you used to go to her shows also for not for her, just her songs and her music, but for the performance. You are correct. You are correct. Uh, did you see the Dan Lebatard interview with Tua? Yes. All right. Let's uh, let's get into uh, Tua. At um, listen, um, I watched most of. I, I think I saw all the interviews that were posted with Tua. Uh, pretty much most of them were lame. You know, uh, you didn't really learn a damn thing from it. It was kind of awkward. The subway thing that he had to do. Tua's not really the guy to you know because he's kind of a straight and arrow in that kind of he is a straight and arrow guy so he's not really going to be mr personality you know and i don't mean anything bad by it but that's just not his thing it's like russell wilson it's you know tim tebow it's they're they're not really going to have these kind of personalities that are going to try to connect with people and all that kind of stuff because they're so reserved Derek jeter you know, did you see Derek Jeter in the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, would you like? Oh, I don't know. This is kind of out of my. And I'm like, get used to it. Get used to a guy that they're going to bring on that has no freaking opinion. It's like, well, why do you bring people on this way? You know, it's like if you can't do the job, then don't hire them, dude. You know what I'm saying? And certain guys, they really shouldn't be analysts or anything because if they can't critique what's going on, then it's not really going to help. You, you just can't be kissing everybody's ass because everything's not great. I love the heat to death. I love Pat Riley. I love the Arison family. They're fantastic. But I'm going to tell you, they've lost their fastball lately. They have made a bunch of bad decisions lately. And the coaching and everything, they've still been able to actually make some noise in the playoffs, which has been amazing. But I credit that to the coaches. But the front office and the ownership group, eh, they haven't done a good enough job lately. They could have done a lot better. And they've done a lot of bad decisions. Gotta be, you gotta be objective about this. 
You know what I'm saying? If not, you can't do the job. And, you know, I saw Derek Jeter yesterday. Like, well, I don't know. It's kind of out of my wheelhouse, this, that, whatever. What, did you live under a freaking rock, bro? Just make a pick. Who gives a shit? You're so worried about pissing somebody off? Don't do this job because you're going to piss people off. That's the way it goes. Everybody wants to hear good about themselves, but then when they disagree with you, then that's the part that you don't want to hear. Sorry, but that's kind of the way it goes. This is the game we play. So, uh, it's digital. I thought it was diggable. It's digital. How come what I what did I say diggable? Is it? Damn, my bad. Uh, Oh, dude, it's diggable planets. Yeah, it's diggable planets. Why are you? Why are you? Why are you do this to me? You, you trying to trying to screw with me? It's diggable planets, bro. Not digital. If you're gonna wreck me, information, man. <laughs> I was going to say, it's Diggable Plans Digital Underground, right? Right. It is Digital Underground, yes. But it is Diggable Planets, okay? Just this this uh, this dude here is trying to correct me, and he doesn't know he doesn't know it himself. Probably doesn't even know the music. Anyway. Yeah, I, I got it right. It's the other guy we got to correct. He thinks uh, it's digital. Oh, how do you like Madonna's new look? Oh, it is fantastic. She looks so hot. You know. And to think, I, I was back in the day. Oh, my God. In the 80s, I love Madonna. Oh, I love Madonna. I thought she was an absolute and total smoke show back in those days. Man. Yes. Big time. For a player who's only 23, Tyler Hero misses a lot of games. How come we don't consider him injury prone? No, he is injury prone. He is injury prone. Definitely injury prone. Uh, oh, what you drinking there? Flipper, what do you think? I'm drinking whiskey and, you know, all kinds of, uh, 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 I don't know, it's doused with all kinds of uh, liquor and drugs and everything because that's what you guys want to hear. I, I I never understand that. Yes, go ahead. No, I was gonna say if they wait thirty more minutes, you start slurring. It's almost that time of the show. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just gotta wait to have another swig or two, and then we have a swig or two. Uh, ready to rock. Uh let's see. Madonna now looks like the cockroach guy from Men in Black, the first movie. Anyway, let me get back to Tua. All right, so Tua ends up canceling. All his, the rest of his interviews on Radio Row. Um, I watched them all. I watched Lebatard's interview, which was, listen, Lebby and the guys, they do all kinds of wacky shit. They love uncomfortable radio. That's kind of what it, you know, a thing that they do, right? And obviously a lot of silliness. People love that shit, dude. That, that show's a monster. It's got a hell of a following, okay? And they like that. 
Is it my style? No, it's not my style. Okay. Was it kind of silly? Oh, uh, if you died, you would have uh, sued Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins for, you know, for murder or whatever. And just silly shit. You know what I'm saying? That's all just silly bullshit. But that's kind of what they do. That's who they are. You know what I'm saying? But it was a terrible interview overall. And I, I saw all the other ones and they were without naming names, lame, terrible, you know. Up in Adams, I guess uh, it was a, a little bit more of a um, a lively conversation, but not really any substance in there. And not that I'm expecting that much substance, but here's the, this is why I told you guys, and he even mentioned that he he could have been ready for the Pro Bowl, but he was like, well, the next football activity I'm going to do is not Dolphins-related. So it was more about being, you know, the next football activity be a Dolphins-related thing. But I told you guys, why would he want to go to the Pro Bowl anyways? Because it's all going to be about one question, the concussions. You know, the Yahoo guy was started off like, okay, what's the one question you're tired of asking so we could get out of the way? And then he mentioned the concussion thing. But all the interviews were lame. They really provided no insight. They weren't really helping Tua. Okay? So I'm glad he canceled all the interviews, including the Florio one, because Florio and Sims don't deserve the interview anyway. They've been bashing the kid for a couple of years now, and now you want to bring him on and, you know, act all chummy with him and all that kind of stuff and, you know, downplay how negative you've been towards the kid and all that. And, and remember, we got a lot of people like those guys who were wrong about Tua, but now since they were wrong that he couldn't play and now he can play, well, now they'll jump on the injury thing. And that's all that it was going to be. So you're just better off doing one interview where you address the, the concussion thing and you move on. And everybody gets the one answer and you turn the corner and you just move forward. You know what I mean? Because whether it was Adams talking about, well, are, are you looking at things different? Like, are you going to, you know, because you're a father. And it's, you know, everybody wants to, like, scare you into retirement. They make it sound like he's the first guy with a couple of concussions. There's been lots of guys that have had a couple of concussions in a season. And then they went on to play and have a terrific career. And there's a guy in Sidney Crosby who plays hockey, which is an incredible contact sport. And he's had seven, eight, nine, ten concussions in his damn career. And he's headed to the Hall of Fame. He was gaining nothing from those interviews. His sponsor, Subways, got nothing against Subways, like Subway subs, eat them all the time. They, I don't think they were gaining anything from this either. You know? And Tua isn't really the game show type. You know what I'm saying? That's This is not who, you know, you, you take over doing that. You, you need to have, like, a more outgoing personality and to get people involved and get them excited and you've got to add excitement to it and all that. And that's just not his thing. And then at the same time, deep down inside, he knows that he's going into those interviews and he's expecting the concussion question over and over and over again. And it can only be so much that you can take. 
as a human being because it's the same question over and over again or then they get to some ridiculous extremes like the guys on Levy's show did you know I, I thought i thought you guys were I thought, you know maybe you should sue them for murder if uh, if you died and this and that you know, and half the section of that, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't rare, I, I, I don't really watch that show, so I don't know where they stand. But apparently, after watching the show and watching that interview and watching Levitard after, he was pointing out like half of them were really quiet, and I would imagine that that half was the half that was like to a can't play or whatever, and so now they're quiet because he's there and they can't, you know, and since they've been bashing him the whole time or something, I don't know. It's, that's kind of the impression I got. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. I might be jumping to some conclusions on that when I don't watch the show. So I don't know which one of them, if any of them were bashing him. It seems like those guys were bashing because they wanted no part of the interview. You know what I'm saying? But um, none of the interviews were any good, to be quite honest. That's all. And and I had no problem with him canceling the rest of the interviews. And whoever is butthurt, whatever. Yes, sir. Hold on a minute. I had your problem. I forgot to turn on the mic. Um, what did you think of when you heard, because you were the one saying, you know, if you were the Dolphins, this is going back to the season, that you would hold him out the rest of the season. They asked him why the protocols took so long, and he said they didn't even start the protocols until the season ended. The, the two weeks during the game, he said that they had not even, you know, it, it just. Yeah, because they, no, they, yeah. they had no intentions on no, playing him. No intentions. I, was, I found that, that was like one of the only things where I was like, just because he was tired of hearing about the protocol thing, he was just like, look, Dolphins, we didn't even start the, he's like, I want, I think he said he wanted to play, but the Dolphins were not going to even right. start until after the protocols. His crazy ass would have played the week after, dude. That's what his crazy ass did. But they's like, you know, we have no intentions. And I'm glad the Dolphins did that. There was no, there's no reason to play him this year. You, he, he's done enough. He's put himself enough at risk. Now he needs to move on and, and turn the corner. And I, I think we talked about this already, the judo stuff. I took judo for a few years when I was in private school. Uh, and, and it does teach you how to fall. And it's, it has stuck with me forever. It helped me um, when I was skiing once that I almost water skiing and um, they they were dropping me off on the on the coast. Right. As I was skiing, they were dropping me off where you would ski right into, you know, like the lower and the shallow part. And then, you know, you're, you're right there at the at the base of the beach, you know, that kind of stuff. And I ended up hitting some rocks. And it ended up catapulting me forward. And, and, and in catapulting me forward, I then did the somersault to then kind of break my fall. And that all came from, from judo. And when I stopped, there was like this rock that was right there. <laughs> when I rolled over and I, and I was able to brace myself, it was a rock. Another time, I was snow skiing. And I remember that I was on a, is it, it's yellow, green, and then blue, right? And then, and then it's black and then double black, right? Or, or there, or, or is, or is there a double blue or something like that? 
I know it was like um, it wasn't it wasn't on a block or a double black. I did a double black and my God, I almost got myself killed. But it was kind of a kind of testy. I don't know. Maybe it might have been blue or maybe a, I don't know if there's another level before black. And I was, you know, cutting, going back and forth, cutting sideways, you know, lifting snow and all that kind of stuff. And and in one where I ended up falling and again, I broke my fall by being able to spin my body. And when I stopped, I stopped at a log that was in front of me. And and that's because I didn't fall where I was like completely out of control. I was trying to break my fall by turning over and doing the things that I learned in judo years ago. So this will help him. Now, it's not going to help you. That last concussion, judo ain't going to help you on that one. Because you were already off balance and you were going to land the way you were going to land. You weren't really going to have a chance to roll on that one. So it's not going to help you in every case. But there are cases where, you know, I, I've, I've caught myself where you're going to trip and you know you're going to fall, but you're already bracing for the fall because you're getting ready to roll. And these are things that you do learn in judo. And it, and it has stuck with me, and it's something natural for me for the rest of my life. Again, I'm not going to tell you every time you've ever fallen in your life, you're going to be able to learn how to break that fall. Some of them are going to be off balance, and you have no choice. You know what I'm saying? Those are the things that you cannot control sometimes. But there are moments that you will be able to control and brace and break your fall. and Hopefully, you know, those are the moments where judo comes in. But he's, you know, it's one of those things that he's going to need to continue to take it for a while. So it because I took it for several years, like three years it was. So at least it was burned into me because I was doing it every week. You know, we had judo class every single week. can't tell you about you know my 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 daughter got the brown belt in karate um but in judo i can definitely tell you that it will help you in breaking your fall eric says wow it's diggable planets i looked it up i always thought it was digital planets my bad big o i learned something today <laughs> i gave eric props for not knowing the fact that fact okay the perception is that since he's been in the league it's that Tua's frail and he's injury prone the media speculation is built on that and that's what sells well of course definitely but i mean listen he hasn't held up and he's had the injuries so he's got to kind of break that mold too and kind of show people that he can stay healthy so he can change perception but it's going to take a couple of years of him staying away from injuries for people to say, oh, okay, he got over the hump and he's figured things out. One year won't be enough. It'll it'll need at least a couple before you're able to really, you know, do it. Uh, are you telling us, Big O, that you know judo and Sean knows wrestling? Who would win that match? Sean wins every time. Every time. What have we learned, Big O? Should not do any type of skiing, snow or water. I'm still here, bro. Okay. And if you think you're not going to fall, you're going to fall always. It's going to happen. 
and by the way, if I'm skiing to be dropped off on the side of the coast, that's actually, I'm a pretty good skier. You know, <laughs> that's usually what it means. So I actually can ski. I have no problem skiing. And even on one ski, water. Now, I've never done snow skiing on one, but I've done plenty of water skiing on one. So, uh, judo isn't going to help you when you have a 300-pound linebacker coming at you to rip your head off. As uh, and Actually, no, uh, it will help you. It will help you as you if they hit you, that you you can learn to turn around or you can learn to spin and brace your body for 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 the fall. See, the thing is, Zach, you're talking and you don't know because you've never actually taken judo. But judo, yes, can teach you how to fall. So there will be times on a football field where you're going to be able to use it. You know, sometimes um, if you, like, dive into the end zone and some people dive and they're all screwed up, if if you know how to dive, that you know how to then roll to break your fall, you'll be fine. You know, so it will help you. Is it going to help you in every situation? I told you it won't. But there are times where you're going to be able to get hit and you could find a way to brace and, 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 and roll off the hit. No, no doubt about it. Uh, yes, we are going to Canton this year, Brent. Yes, we are. Yes, we are uh, going to Canton. We'll get uh, our sponsors hopefully behind it. We'll be going to the Combine. We'll be going to Canton. We went to uh, the Senior Bowl. So, yes, we will be uh, We will be going to Canton. I got to uh, prepare everything already for our trip to uh, to Canton. But, yes. And, by the way, if your business wants to be a part of our platform, 786-754-4664, that is our business line. If you want to support our, our platform, if you want to expose your business to a uh, large audience locally, statewide, nationally, internationally, great for branding purposes, please reach out to our business line at 786 754 4664. Appreciate all of you out there as always. Don't forget, baby, we got a great deal going on with Nature B right now. 85 cents a day, 200 cap supply, which is 100 days at 85 cents. Go to naturebee.com slash big O and you will get a free Manuka honey lip balm for free. All right? For free. So enjoy it. What else do we have going on in the world of Deportes here? Heat beat the Magic 107-103. There are seven games above 500. Uh, they're favored by one and a half. Oh, well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. With the Tyler News. Let me see what Let me see if the line shifted now with the Tyler News. Let's see. See where we're at now. No, it's still oh, Denver's favored by one and a half now. See, you had a chance to take Denver plus the points. Now it's like, like we talked about in the interview that it would swing the other way. 
It has swung the other way now, and Denver is favored by a point and a half at the Miami-Dade Arena tonight at 7.30. Panthers, by the way, Saturday lost to the Avalanche 5-3. to They're in the 10th spot with 58 points. The 8th spot is at 61 points right now. So they've got uh, another team to climb over to get to that 8th spot. Tonight they take on the Wild, and the Wild are favored by a goal and a half. They're going to go through a stretch here with a few games that they're actually facing a few playoff teams, a couple non-playoff teams. So we'll see how the uh, Cats handle it. But it's been it's been ugly, man. It has been an ugly situation. What else do we have? Oh, man, did you see we had some really depressing news in the NFL yesterday? This is the kind of stuff that... Uh, the, the NFL is mourning today, isn't it? I mean, flags everywhere should be at half staff around the NFL. Every logo flag out there that's outside of a team facility should be at half staff this year the, on on this day. Chad Henney has announced his retirement. I'm not sure if the NFL can go on without Chad Henney. I don't know about that. I got to tell you. After stealing money for, I mean, after being in this league for so many years, he has called it quits. The great Chad Henney. How will, how will Pat Mahomes move forward without Chad Henney in the quarterback room? Will Pat Mahomes lose confidence without Chad Henney backing him up? You know, it's kind of like that, that big brother of yours. You know, he's 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 joining you for the fight because you got some problems on and after school. And you're about yay big and your brother's about this big and you feel great because big brother's behind you for that fight. Right. That's what it's like. I mean, Pat Mahomes goes into every game knowing I got Chad Henney behind me. The legend that is Chad Henney. I, really, I, I don't know how the Kansas City Chiefs are going to move forward. I can't wait to see Matt Verderam on Wednesday when we have to now talk about the retirement of Chad Henney. Think about that. You have put your franchise at a real deficit now. I don't know how they find a guy to provide the leadership, the stability that Chad Henney brings to the table every single week. It's amazing to me, man. I got to tell you. And the league. I mean, I, I, I think everybody should retire the Chad Henney jersey. Every, every team, especially the Dolphins, who drafted that man with the 50th overall pick. The great Chad Henney. Damn. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him big time. Uh, big O, that tweet that Gronk was bigger than everyone else, that was, uh, and no, no, he was, he's bigger. You can tell. You can tell when he was standing, forget camera angle, bro. He was towering over those guys. He really is bigger. The thing is that Strahan and, um, and, um, Howie really aren't that big. That's, that's the real deal. But Gronk. My God, you could tell Gronk is just absolutely towering. 
Uh, Bitcoin should sponsor you, Big O. I don't think they're a company, bro. They're not really out there, you know, throwing money around. Uh, Richard Ray, thank you for the love on the super chat. And remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. You can even make a Bitcoin donation at Cash Big O Show. Um, Richard Ray says, Big O, I just realized that between Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan, they lost seven quarterbacks for at least one game last season. It's fair to say that this is a deficiency in their system. No, it's just bad luck. That's all. Don't look too much into it, bro. It's just bad luck. That's all. And Tua has been dealing with injuries for several years now. That has nothing to do with Mike McDaniel. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a big deal. And Garoppolo has been getting injured every year of his career uh, pretty much. So there's nothing new there also. Those are injury-prone uh, players. It's on them, not on – it's just bad luck. That's all. You know, the great Henny will need to have a statue in Kansas City, Jacksonville, Miami. I think so. I think so. You know, the the you know, the song Chad Henny is a joke. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's. um. Oh, God, what's the name of those people that they um they did the Ted Ginn song, too. Uh, Ted Ginn, Ted Ginn, Ted Ginn wins everything. Ted Ginn, Ted Ginn. Uh, what's the name of, uh, oh man, I forgot the name of that band that they, um, that they did the, uh, the Chad Henney song and the Ted Ginn song They're They're an Ohio state band. They do stuff for, I, or they're Buckeyes fans and they do songs for Ohio state. Dead Schimbecklers. That's it. The, the, Shem, the what is it, Shembecklers? What? Dead Shembecklers. At least that's what it says dead on here. That's it. That's it. The dead Shembecklers. Yeah. We used to play that uh that Ted Ginn song all the time. I don't know if I still have the Ted Ginn song. Let me see if I let me see if I can come up. If I can come up with the Ted Ginn song, that would be absolutely strong on my part. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Let me see if I have it here. Used to play it all back in the day on the show. Oh, here, here we go. Here we go. Um, I do have some Ted Ginn stuff, but I'm trying to find it. Oh, I don't think it's playing. I don't hear you. No, I don't have you. You're muted. You're muted. Okay, I'm sorry. There we go. Oh, it looks like it changed. Uh, you're not on your microphone anymore. You're on the webcam. No, you're on the webcam. Okay, so now I've got to... Aha. Uh -huh. Okay, are we better now? Yeah, That now we got your mic. Good. Okay, all right, good. Did you guys get Ted Ginn? Did no, nothing it? Nothing came through. It muted you and everything went silent. Oh, really? Oh, guys, come on. Oh, Magoo, you dropped it again. Oh, yes. Gonna get you. Let's see. It muted you again. 
You're muted, though. Yeah, it beats you as soon as you play it, whatever you're doing. Now? Yeah, we can hear it, but we're hearing it through the webcam. No? Yeah, it's it's low. It's low, but it, we can hear it. So you weren't hearing that at all? No, we could hear it that time, but we're hearing it through your webcam. When you you don't have it playing through the uh, StreamYard. Why is it automatically switching over to uh, the webcam when I didn't switch it, the bastards? You must have something set up on StreamYard to allow it to go to whatever's playing because it automatically switched to your hear the playing of the song. How about now? Yeah, you're back on your mic now. You're good. Who built the Sphinx and Pyramids? Who built the Eiffel Tower? Then who tore down the Berlin Wall with marble superpower? Who fought off giant asteroids to keep the Earth from dying? Who led the troops in World War II and then say Private Ryan? Take it! Take it! Take it! Take it! everything! Take it! Take it! Who made the earth? Who made the sun? Who saved the baby seal? Who was the first in history to give a suitcase wheel? Who built the ark while no one slept to turn men into gold? Who got your cat down from the tree when you were four years old? Take it! Take it! Take it! Did everything! Take it! Take it! Take it! Did everything! Take it! Whoa! We are talking Big Ten football excitement from the money banks of the Olentangy. Oh my, Ohio State Buckeyes taking on those Nancy boys of Ann Arbor, the Michigan Wolverines. Tekken, snapping the ball back to himself, lateraling off to Ginn, leading back. Oh my, he's thrown it 100 yards and caught it for the win in Ohio State victory. Tekken! Lloyd Carr left to ring out his pink frilly panties. Woman. There you go. You ever heard that, Sean? Did you know about that song? No, huh? <laughs> we used to play it all the time. When we had Ted Ginn on the team and all that stuff, we used to do that all the time. Those of you, of course, that have been with us for a long time, you probably remember that song that we used to play. Uh, what's, what are the chances we get dinged by YouTube? 100%? Maybe, maybe not? I don't know. What do you think? I'm going to go 50 just because it's audio. I don't know if it's going to pick it up. If we would have done like a video, right. definitely 100. But with that, maybe 50. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, Eddie Lepp says, I'm guessing that was Cam Cameron's favorite band. Yeah, so they, uh, they are big Ohio State uh, uh, people, so they do uh, Bo Schembechler, Dead Schembechler, whatever. Um, uh, Brian says, uh, what did you learn from these two Super Bowl teams on what the Dolphins need to do to complete the teams like the Eagles and the Chiefs? Personally, I don't think uh, Tua can do what Pat and Jalen did. Well, then then there's no, nothing else to talk about then. I hope we don't get dinged by by Ted Ginn. Well, that that could happen. That's a possibility. And his family. Okay. 
and his family. That's right. It's very important. EJD Construction. Call Eric right now, folks. Custom home construction, major home remodeling, 305-433-4843, and fully insured. So that way you know when EJD Construction steps into your home and everybody else working with them, they are fully insured. You will not get sued. Be careful. If you hire the wrong people, they come to work at your home. Somebody gets injured, you are liable. They can actually sue you. So make sure whoever you have working in your home is fully insured in today's world because you know, let me tell you something, these workers, they know the laws better than you do because they know how to take advantage of them and take advantage of you. EJD Construction, uh, they do shell, shell construction in-house. That's how they keep the cost down, folks. 305-433-4843, Dade and Broward counties only. So not in Palm Beach, folks. Only Dade and Broward County, 305-433-4843. A lot of you are calling because you've got to upgrade and update your roof now. Those of you that live in homes that are older than 20 years, insurance companies are not renewing your policies. And when hurricane season rolls around, you need to be protected here in South Florida. Flood insurance, all of that, you need it. Well, if you got to fix your roof, call EJD Construction. They can upgrade your roof so you can pass an inspection and get that new policy headed into 2023 hurricane season. 305-433-4843. All right, all right, all right. So um, Dave from De La Soul passes away at the age of 54. Sadly, dealing with, uh, with some, um, some heart issues. Uh, 54 years old. I, I see these things, and this is why I say every day, like I told you when I started the show, that it's just a blessing to be here. Uh, at 56, I almost feel like you're playing with fire every single day of your life nowadays because you see people just pass away at much younger ages, and it's just sad. Uh, the other bit of news that came out is uh, U2 ha has announced their residency in Las Vegas. The new Sphere is uh, is coming to Las Vegas. Uh, last time I've uh, the last couple times that I've been there, I've watched the Sphere being built, and it's uh, behind the link. Actually, if you know where where that's at, uh, it's behind the link. And so you two, it's interesting. I I will definitely I, I'm I'm going to be in Vegas for this for at least one show. At least one show. I'm going to try to go to multiple shows here. But you two, from Dublin to Sin City for Las Vegas residency this fall, they will they have announced it uh that uh they will be um performing uh by the way um they will be playing octon baby concerts at the new state-of-the-art msg sphere in the venetian in las vegas a four-minute version of the spot you can find by the way it's all over the internet fans can register at u2xsphere.com to receive updates regarding tickets and show dates. The concerts will take place without U2's drummer Larry Mullen, who previously announced that he would not be performing with the group in 2023. It's going to take all we've got to approach this fear without our bandmate in the drum seat, but Larry has joined us in welcoming Bram Vandenberg, who is a force in his own right. The other members of U2 said via a statement, the Sphere show 
has been in the works for a long time. We don't want to let people down, least of all our audience. The truth is we miss them as much as they appear to miss us. Our audience was always the fifth member of the band. The statement continued. Bottom line, U2 hasn't played live since December of 2019, and we need to get back on stage and see the faces of our fans again and what a unique stage they're building for us out in the desert. We're, we're the right band, Octum Baby, the right album, and the Sphere, the right venue to take the live experience of music to the next level. That's what YouTube's been trying to do all along with our satellite stages and video installations. More memorable on the Zoo TV tour, which ended in Tokyo 30 years ago this fall. So Billboard reported that the 7,500-seat 7, venue cost $1.8 billion. It's the largest uh, spherical structure ever created. It will create 160,000 square feet of video viewing space. Uh, Sphere uh, officials describe the technology as interior immersive display, state-of-the-art audio, and an exterior uh, exosphere that changes the building's look via fully pro programmable LED technology. In their statement, U2's excitement to open the venue, the sphere is more than just a venue. It's a gallery, and U2's music is going to be all over the walls, it declared. Bono was coy about the prospect of U2 Vegas residency when the subject came up during a January appearance on the Smartless podcast co-hosted by Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. We have signed on off it, but if we do, if we do sign off on this, I will say that if we can pull it off, what we're talking about is nothing like we've ever done before. It's nothing like Las Vegas has ever seen before. U2 will also release Songs of Surrender, a new album featuring reinterpretations of 40 classic songs from their catalog on St. Patrick's Day. So we got a lot to look forward to for those of us that are YouTube fans and want to go there. The only part that sucks is that Larry Mullen will not be a part of it. That's the part that sucks because I've never seen a YouTube concert without Larry Mullen Jr. being at the, at the kit. And unfortunately, he will not be at the kit. You can look for the video all over the place. Just put put YouTube live, Octum Baby at the Sphere. And I love that they're going to do. I, I went recently, not recently, God, it was several years ago already, to the um, uh, Joshua Tree tour that they read. I mean, I went to the original Joshua Tree tour. I saw it a couple times. But then they redid it and replayed all the songs, and it was awesome. And Octum Baby is a phenomenal album. So I'm glad that they're going to be doing the entire album. That is going to be awesome. Awesome. I gotta see them in uh I gotta see them in uh in Dublin. That's the other thing I want to do with uh with the next tour. I saw you two at the Orange Bowl years ago. Great show. Yes. Um, I Well, I remember the uh, Joshua Tree Tour was at the Orange Bowl. If, I, if I'm correct, I think that might have been the last U2 concert at the Orange Bowl, right? Yeah. Because I saw that at the Orange Bowl, and then I saw it at the Sombrero the next day in Tampa. And I want to say that that was the last concert there for you too that was a long time ago long 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 time ago 
By the way, you're seeing Hialeah Park there. We'll be there on Thursday, and boxing is returning. Una gran noche de boxeo cubano. Once again, baby, Guillermo Regandao will be returning to the ring Friday, February 24th. Uh, we've got Ali Rodriguez, De La Torres, um, Las Calle, uh, a couple of uh, young Cuban boxers that are up-and-coming guys that could be real stars, and this will be your opportunity to see some of these stars and obviously see Guillermo wrap up a fantastic career. Should be awesome. Go to HialeahPark.com. And by the way, Check out Hialeah Park and the loosest slots out there. Great place to hang out and relax. Great food, great atmosphere. Second floor poker room is always awesome. TVs everywhere so you can keep up with everything. The lovely ladies, and I mean lovely ladies, they're at Hialeah Park. will serve you drinks and food all the time there. And you can keep up with any of the racing going on around the country and any of the sporting events also going around. So go check it out at Hialeah Park. Dot com. Uh, Red says, saw you two in their infancy at Fort Myers. Nobody knew who they were. Are you talking about the war tour? Uh, they went to the Sunrise Musical Theater uh, for that one. I don't know where they went to in Fort Myers, but I think that's the one you're talking about, which is 1983, I want to say, 82, something like that, I want to say, one of the two. So that's probably what you're talking about because that's the year they came to for the war tour at the Sunrise Musical Theater. Who's going to ride your wild horses? It's a great song. Uh, Dougie Fresh says, Larry Mullins is one of the most unique rock drummers ever. Listen to Sunday Bloody Sunday and you will never find another drum part that has ever sounded like that or played that rhythm it's genius he is uh, they're all phenomenal uh, musicians they don't get enough credit for how good they are as musicians and and edge for me is one of the most underrated guitarists of all time okay and he'll never be put in the same category with eddie van halen and jimmy hendrix and you know, he's not considered to fly through the frets like Igvi Momstein or, you know, or something like that. But um, this is a guy that, you know, I know you're not going to put him in George Benson's class, you know, things like that, that we could talk about all kinds of different types of guitarists and, you know, Eric Clapton and things like that. But the sounds that the creativeness behind his guitar work is second to none to anybody in the history of, of, of music. Just to me, the, I, I think his craftiness is as elite as it gets. I don't think there's anybody more creative than he is with the kind of sounds that he gets out of his guitar and the different types of songs that he has written, you know, over time. I, I think he just goes completely under the radar. Totally, and will never be looked at like that. But I, I really believe when it comes to the, the the creative part of it, he is one of the most creative guitarists I've ever seen in my life. And yet, he'll never be in any kind of conversation. You know, it's kind of like when you talk drums, and and you uh, and you talk Terry Bazio, and you're like, and most people are like, huh, what? 
And oh, hey, it's the missing persons guy. Oh, get out of here. You know, that just like that. And they won't know how great this freaking guy is, you know, but that's usually the way it is, you know. Red says, love Jay Giles, but didn't know you two was pleasantly surprised at that moment in time. Oh, didn't know was pleasantly surprised at that moment in time. Yeah. And Jay Giles is phenomenal. Yeah. Red says, yeah, must be 83. Sounds right. Yeah. You're talking about the war tour. I know. I lived it. I lived it. Big ol', let's face it, Finns should never have given up on Chad Henney. He's a Super Bowl champion for a reason. He still should be our – he's a two-time Super Bowl champion, sir. Get your shit straight, okay? Art of the sport. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion, okay? Chad Henney is one of a kind. I'm with you. They, they gave the wrong quarterback seven years. They should have given it to Chad Henney. That happens. Dolphins easily win the Super Bowl. Like, easily. Cake. Oh, maybe several times over with the great Chad Henney. I'm with you, sir. I'm with you all the way. When sports and business collide, we like doing something called the KSDT, CPA, Sports Business. Report. Arise, arise, arise. So Carmelo Anthony and former Sean WWE co-presidents have launched a sports fund. George Barrios and Michelle Wilson are partnering with the 10-time NBA star Carmelo Anthony, and they're launching a firm called ISOS7 Sports Investments. So I'm not sure Law 7 or Los 7s or whatever. I don't know. Says, we have a shared vision for how a new wave of diverse investors will identify global growth opportunities and impact the marketplace, said Barrios and Wilson. Of the $750 million expected fresh capital, the firm hopes to provide between $50 and $100 million per investment to a global list of sports in entities from leagues to teams. The firm will also donate 1% of its profits to support underrepresented populations and undeserved communities. So first of all, Sean, are you uh, familiar with George Barrios and Michelle Wilson? Um, they were presidents within the WWE executives, uh, so I'm not really, you know, I've heard the names. I don't know necessarily. I know they're they're part of the executive team with WWE. Why is it that when I see something like this, it's kind of like the A Rod thing? Like, yeah, it's the last thing I want to invest in. When I see A-Rod, like in sports investment and uh, advice, I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure if I want your advice, dude. And then I see this and I'm like, hey, you know, so. I don't know about this. Would you trust Mello with your money? I know Mello loves his money. He might also love your money, too. I'm not sure, man. I got to tell you, 
That is one that I'd be a little nervous saying, yeah, I'm all in with you, Mello. By the way, KSDTCPA's office is in Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach County, 305-670-3370. So if you live in Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach, by the way, we've got an office coming to you in North Carolina very soon. From healthcare advisory to property management to wealth management, they help you. Not just with your personal taxes, your business taxes, but they can help you with your business, period, man. Payroll, sales. Um, uh, personal finance, tax planning, international taxation. If you're looking to sell your business, there's so many ways that they can help you. Accounting services, assurance, they do it all, folks. Check it out at KSDTCPAs and give them a ring. Dade, Broward, or Palm Beach counties, 305-670-3370. Offices in Dadeland, offices in Weston, and in West Palm Beach. Tell them that Big O sent you. They will definitely take care of you. This has been the KSDT Sports Business Report. KSDT CPA is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT is recognized by Forbes as one of the top tax and accounting firms for 2022. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit online at ksdtcpa.com or call 305-670-3370. Kevin Beal, thank you for the love on Venmo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show on Cash App or Venmo. Kevin says, Big O, just reminiscent. Watch the 2001 playoff game against the Colts in which Fiedler threw, I believe, four interceptions and we somehow won. Last time we won a playoff game, we then stick with Fiedler four more years and miss playoffs in all of them with a stacked defense. I know. I know. Fiedler was a a serviceable uh, quarterback. The injuries took a toll on him on the back end there the last couple of years where he wasn't necessarily a super gifted guy. Injured made him even less gifted. And so that was kind of rough on him. But, um, yeah, they, 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 you know, no, nobody will ever tell you that, that Jay Fiedler was a, a franchise quarterback and all that stuff. They should have done better. Yeah. Um, I have nothing against Fiedler. I'm a Fiedler fan. I admire him. Got my Fiedler bobblehead here. I'm loyal to Jay. But I know that he wasn't, you know, the special guy. I get it. And that's, you know, Wani's problem. He could not fix it. And that's because he kept depending on the defense and the running game and and the kicking game. And he thought he can build a, you know, a dominant enough team that all you need is a quarterback to be serviceable and be, you know, uh, what's that called? A, a facilitator on his best day. But the, that team was never that dominant to be that, unfortunately. And you needed a quarterback that could make some throws and make some plays, and and Jay could only do so much. So yeah, it was uh, it was tough, man. It was tough, but I, I'll tell you this: I covered the guy, and his heart could never be measured. That that dude, that dude left it all on the field. I got to admit. So anyway. Uh, what else do we have going on in the world of sports? I think I got all the super chats there. I did. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so we got the the Super Bowl done in Arizona. 
Now, next stop is Las Vegas. And um, hopefully, Sean and I will be in Las Vegas next year. Oh, New Orleans. I'm sorry. New Orleans, then Las Vegas. Then Vegas. And hopefully, Sean and I will be at the next two uh, Super Bowls, maybe even Radio Row, actually. Uh, so we will uh, we will try to do all of that. And uh, but although I'll try my best to to change things up on Radio Row, okay, that I will. But Vegas, they've got the Super Bowl coming in two years. They've got Formula One in November. They're hosting the 2028 Men's Final Four. So now you've got, you know, college football playoff game is something else that they're going for. That's the thing about Vegas now. Vegas is, has put themselves in a position now where they can host any and every kind of sporting event, whereas, you know, it was all taboo to go to Vegas. For pro teams to make it a home, for sports, big-time sporting events to be there, and now that has all changed. It's pretty amazing how we have changed our, well, you know, how society has changed. A lot of us, excuse me, we wanted gambling to be a part of all of this. You know what I mean? It wasn't like anything new to us that we didn't want gambling. Of course we want gambling to be a part of this. What the hell? doesn't do anything for us that it's you know that it's not part of it It, it, we all benefit from it it's entertainment people people plenty of people are making money companies that are running this stuff and and um and uh what's it called running the the uh these uh betting companies they're getting the business so everybody, you know, there's 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 work being developed from all of this. So everybody is benefiting. Listen, those that have an addiction, they're going to find a way to do things no matter what, whether they're legal or illegal. It didn't matter if you were drinking. It didn't matter if you're smoking. It doesn't matter if you're betting. It doesn't matter if you want to have sex. You know, whatever you make illegal, people are going to find a way to use and do it. And anybody that has an addiction will go and abuse it either way, whether it's legal or illegal. Hell, they might even abuse it worse if it's illegal. Uh, Didn't Fiedler grow up with Anthony Mason? I think his family, yeah, I think there was something about that. Yeah, there's something there. I forgot how the story goes, but I think you're on to something. I forgot about it. There you go. Yes, sir. Just to correct uh, myself, you were correct. Uh, 58 is in Vegas. 59 is in New Orleans. Okay, so next year Vegas. Yes, you were 100% correct. You were right, yes. Right, right. Next year Vegas, the year after New Orleans. But either way, uh, hopefully we will be at both because those are two Super Bowls that I'd like to go to. Yeah. Definitely would like to go to. You know what? I haven't checked. I haven't checked if there's any good concerts uh, in Indianapolis while I'm there. Um, and uh, I, I get back. I get back on my wife's birthday. It's like terrible. And I have to come back on the Saturday, not on the Friday. Sucks. But anyway. 
Uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I got to check to see if there's any concerts in the, in the indie area. Hey, listen, all of you out there, you can be my producers right now. Tell me if there are any concerts between February 28th and March 4th that are any good in the Indianapolis area. So maybe I'm up there. I can actually enjoy a concert. That would be actually good if there's a, a good show. I don't know if there will be. My luck, there won't be a good show there at all. Brett says, Vegas and New Orleans buffets beware. Big O and Sean are headed your way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just won't. If they have hot dogs on the buffet, I won't be eating the hot dogs. Okay. Brian says, looking back, the thing that gets me in the 2005 draft when Miami passed on Aaron Rodgers for Ronnie Brown, everybody passed on Aaron Rodgers. Ronnie Brown was the second overall pick, and Aaron Rodgers went like 24, 25 in the first round. Everybody passed on Aaron Rodgers. Okay? And, and, and why did everybody pass on Aaron Rodgers? Let's also not let's lose, let's not lose perspective. Uh Jeff Tedford, right? I believe that's the name of the head coach that was there at Cal back then. Look it up for me. Is it Jeff Tedford? I want to say. Well, he had a string of failed Cal quarterbacks that kept coming out. And so Aaron got the label of the other soft Cal quarterbacks, Kyle Bowler. Um, God, there was another guy. There was a like a run on on quarterbacks from Cal, and they were they were busting and busting and busting. So Aaron Rodgers was kind of being labeled that, and I got to tell you that a lot of people, even in the in the NFL. They didn't have a high opinion of Aaron Rodgers. They thought he was also a product of the system. Okay? And and so they they he ended up getting that label. I remember David Cantor. David Cantor is an agent. He lives in town and he is the agent for X by the way and many other dolphins over the years and maybe a couple of other current dolphins that I'm kind of uh, brain farting on right now. But I remember this. Um, Aaron Rodgers came down to a workout in the Orange Bowl. Okay? And I was there for that workout. And all, uh, the, it was for a couple of years we had draft picks go there. Have you seen the open to the show where, where Sean plays this thing that I'm with all kinds of different athletes and artists and entertainers and all that kind of stuff? One of them is Greg Olson, who was on last night. And Greg was at one of those events, too, in the Orange Bowl before he was going to the NFL. And it was kind of uh, like a um, a little combine entertainment thing that they would do. And Aaron was there, and he threw darts all over the place. And that day, David Cantor goes, that guy, he told me, that guy's going to be a star. I don't care what anybody tells me. David Cantor was one of the few people that offseason, scouts, general managers, personnel directors, media, out of all the people we would talk to, David Cantor was one of the very, very minute people. In fact, he's the only one that told me, I don't care what anybody tells me, that guy is going to be a star. I will always remember that about David. 
because I remember the context of everything. And that's why when you mentioned it, I want to bring up the context of it. Okay. And, and I'm trying to remember any of the, it wasn't only Kyle Bowler. It was somebody else that also failed. I forgot what it was, but there was a run on a couple of guys from, from that, from, from Tedford's classes that were just chokers that they just failed miserably. And a lot of people thought that Rogers was going to fall under that same label of, yeah, no, those cow quarterbacks don't transfer over. What you got for me? Is it, is it Jeff Tedford? Am I right? Yes. It's the winningest coach in California university of California history, Jeff Tedford. And then there's, I'm trying to look up right now. Um, it's coming up. Let me see something. The quarterbacks there. that were, it was Trent Dilfer, Achilles Smith. Oh, Wait, oh no, it's something different. I'm trying to find uh, the history of Cal quarterbacks. Just because I know it wasn't only Kyle Bowler. Okay, here we go. List of Bears starting quarterbacks. Here we go. Where are we at now? Aaron Rodgers. Kyle Bowler before him. Mike Pulowski. What is it? Justin Vetter. Pat Barnes. God, I don't remember those guys coming out with that kind of... kind of... Um, fanfare like Kyle Bowler did. Kyle Bowler came out with a lot of fanfare and then Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it hey was yo. Pat Barnes. Yes, sir. All right, so I got, uh, this is from a Bleacher Report article. It says, here are some of the names who played collegiately under Tedford. Joey Harrington, Kyle That's Bowler. That's what it was. It wasn't just Kyle, right. Yeah. Right. That's what it was. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Joey Harrington, Kyle Bowler, Trent Dilfer, Achilles Smith, A.J. Feely, David Carr. Right. That's what it was. That a lot of his quarterbacks, that's what it was. And is it was it Jeff? Did, did I get that right? Yeah, it was Jeff Tedford, yeah. Right. He's, he's the exactly. winningest coach in California, University of California history, by the way, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. It, you and know what? that was kind of his thing, that Tedford quarterbacks did not transfer well to the next level. Here's and the article. Them, Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer was a failure. It's just, you know, at the back end of his career, you know, uh, he landed in Tampa and, and all he had to do was make a couple of passes every game and and that's it. That's why. The the main the story is called Aaron Rodgers will flop just like every other Tedford product. That was the name of the there story. You <laughs> there you go. Context. Exactly. I remember it, bro. I remember it all. I remember all of this like it was yesterday. You know, that's why I had to add context to it, you know, about Aaron Rodgers, because I remember when he came out, it was a whole Tedford thing. It, he, he was held against, you know, people underestimated him because of Ted. And it wasn't his fault. Or Jeff, I'm sorry, because of Jeff Tedford. So, yeah. So, there you go. Told you. I, uh, you know, I, I don't have Omar Kelly memory. I have a I have a pretty good encyclopedia in here 
of uh of a bunch of crap that's happened in the past and i do it all the time i i, I usually i usually can remember uh most of the stuff i mean you're not going to remember everything there's just too much crazy shit at times that, you, that goes on in your life that sometimes you don't remember uh cool story big oh thanks amazing how far rogers slid that year and how many teams effed up yeah and that's because of the the tedford thing it was just we were blaming tedford because all his quarterbacks were were just chokers and they would never come through and it was like oh aaron Rodgers, another tedford guy and and it was so unfair to aaron Rodgers. context ladies and gentlemen you need it if you don't have it then you don't really approach things the right way the jets are already acquiring about aaron Rodgers, and you've got Derek Carr telling the I love how Derek Carr is telling the Raiders go play in traffic get out of my face I'm denying every trade you're not getting a draft pick for me you have crapped on me I'm tired of crapping on I'm tired of you crapping on me and what now I'm going to let you trade me so you can get no 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 I'm going to pick the team I want to go to I'm going to get the the contract I want to go to I'm going to get pe people are desperate for quarterbacks. They need me. So I'm going to play the Saints against the the Jets, uh, against the Raiders. And, and well, not the Raiders in his case, but same thing that Aaron Rodgers and everything else. They're, they're going to play them against each other. So now you're going to have the Raiders and the Jets fighting for Aaron Rodgers. The loser will probably end up with Garoppolo. I still think that he's going to try to leverage his way to new orleans but he's going to have to use other teams to try to get more money out of new orleans but if you're new or new orleans at least you're going to give up the cap space but you're not giving up the pick or picks i don't know what 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 the deal was between those two but now you've got the jets and the the part with the jets that becomes kind of intriguing if you want to call it that way they have a window folks your team is pretty good and you you've hit on some picks but if you don't hit on the quarterback you're never going to take advantage of the window you have with the jets then the players get not too old for you they get old that you got to pay them now because they've got a lot of young guys that they've drafted and they've hit on the last couple of years but those guys are going to play and then eventually you're going to have to pay them and you won't have the same kind of room so this is the opportunity now to actually get that quarterback. So the, the Jets are going to be in an incredibly desperation mode to trade for Aaron Rodgers or to make the move for Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr if you're the Jets. But you've got to get the quarterback now. Now the thing is, You've got to do it now because eventually when you've got to pay all those other guys, you will not have the same cap space. You will not be able to keep everybody and you will start to lose some of the players that you hit on. That's why for the Dolphins, it's very important now that you figure shit out over the next two years because Miami is going to tag the kid and he's going to they're going to own him for the fifth year and then they can negotiate a new deal in the sixth year. Tua has no leverage now. Zero what you know some guy sent me a text oh my god uh i forgot what quarterback they're they're gonna be off asking for a whole bunch of money they better tag to i'm like dude relax there's two has no leverage here zero leverage 
nothing, nada, nay. He, unfortunately, because of his injury history and this year dealing with the concussions, he has nothing. He's fortunate to get his fifth-year option. And, and it's the smart move by the Dolphins because if the kid does figure it out next year and he is able to stay healthy, then you've already built up a year. And in that second year, he's going to be worth a lot of money and you're going to have to pay. But the good thing is you've bought yourself that window for the next two years that you don't have to pay him big money. But you do have more than enough cap space to complete a team around them to try to win that title. But for the Jets, they've got to go find the guy now because they've also hit on a few guys that they're going to have to re-sign. And look, Brees Hall, you've already lost a year of his due to injury. So he's got to come back next year, coming back from a knee injury. So he's got to overcome that. And as we all know, you're not going to be yourself in that first year back. You could get back to being pretty special if you're Brees Hall, but you're not going to really be yourself till the 2024 season. Interesting quarterback situation going on in New York and in Las Vegas. And by the way, I laugh at Las Vegas. They are a stupid franchise that constantly does stupid things. Uh, Derek Carr was not your problem, is not your problem, has never been your problem. Your problem has been all the other dysfunction that's gone around. And this year, it wasn't about, I know he didn't play well down the stretch. I get it. And all quarterbacks have bad streaks and bad stretches and all that good stuff. But it was this team that was constantly giving up 13 point or more lead, uh, 13 or more or more points of a lead in the fourth quarter. And they did it several times. Crazy, crazy quarterback stories going on in the NFL. All right. Just like a lot of those BYU QBs from the 80s and 90s, only Steve Young to the extent, and McMahon. McMahon did have plenty of success. McMahon just got injured by George Martin, and that ended his career. But McMahon was a first-class badass, okay? McMahon and and, and Young were, were success stories. I, I get it that... Uh, um. Oh, what's uh, what's the guy's name? I'm trying to remember. Uh, one of the guys that uh, put up a, a crap ton of of yardage and touchdowns. Uh, Briscoe, Frisco. Uh, God. Oh, it's something like that. Uh, oh, I don't want to cheat and try to. And try to remember the name. Somebody's probably going to come up with it because they probably Googled it or whatever. Oh, man. What was his name right before Steve Young that he put up some serious stats? Oh, God. Ty Detmer, by the way, also was a BYU guy. And, and he was a, wasn't any great or anything. I, but he lasted in the league a lot longer than I ever expected Ty Detmer would for a for a uh for a for a uh, BYU quarterback but it was like Bobby Roscoe Bobby Roscoe Roscoe Bobby or Roscoe No Bobby Roscoe I think so No not Fouts now you're going way back uh it was like Bobby Roscoe or something like that or some some crap like that. I forgot the kid's name, but he put up a crap ton of yards. 
Hell, was he the guy for the Holiday Bowl? Can you look it up for me, Sean? Holiday Bowl, BYU over Michigan. And tell me. Robbie Bosco. Robbie Bosco. Uh, 1984, he led the charge as the Cougars ran the table, finished the perfect 13-0 record. And uh, victory over Michigan in the Holiday Bowl. Pulled that shit out again, baby. Pulled that shit out again. And he was the quarterback yeah. right after Young. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and he put up a, I mean, he had a great career. Robbie Bosco was one great, great college quarterback. Okay? Forget that he didn't make it in the NFL and all that. Don't ever take away anything from a young man who here's, who performs at an incredibly high level in college. Here's so, some yeah, stats. Yes, go ahead. Uh, of course, he's a QB of the national championship team. Second in Davey O'Brien voting. Um, third in the Heisman Trophy voting. 66 touchdown passes, 8,400 passing yards. Led the nation in total offense in 84. Second in 1985. Averaged over 300 yards passing per game in two seasons as a starter. Yep. Yep. Dude was a hell of a player, bro. Hell of a player. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Roscoe's chicken and waffles. He probably inspired that. It's probably what he did. Big old McMahon apparently showed up to his first Bears training camp in a limo with his shades in all black tuxedo. Coach Mike Dicka said right then, I knew this guy was different. Yeah. Yeah, McMahon's, McMahon's a completely different cat, bro. No doubt about that. Thank you, Sean. As always, you are a stud. All right, we are out of here. Enough uh, going through my memory banks of my head here. And we got plenty of memories inside the banks. And we are blessed to have the memory banks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we thank Ira Winderman and Cameron Wolf. Andy Barons will make his return tomorrow to the program. Uh, he's gone through a lot of uh, personal stuff, and so we are obviously all behind him, and uh, he will be joining us uh, tomorrow. So we will uh, get Andy Barons back on uh, back on track and, and, and on with us uh, every week, and we'll start talking a lot more draft stuff, Dolphins-wise, and all that kind of stuff also uh, moving forward in that segment too. So you'll hear a lot of uh, draft and NFL and Dolphin stuff uh, throughout that segment there. Um, it'll be more of the football talk that then you twist it into a, uh, a fantasy angle, but it's really going to be more about draft and NFL talk. All those segments from here on out. Anyway, we thank our Winderman and Cameron Wolf, Sean Stanley, of course, the man that masters uh, this platform every single day. We will see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place, same bat channel. Love you all.